0: Welcome to the Podcast Potables Network, part of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Right now, you're listening to Popcorn and Potables. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star rating, and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Process Potables and at Popcorn PPN. For news, info on breweries we've worked with, and more, check out www.processpotables.com. Popcorn and Potables is on tap. Cheers, everybody. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Popcorn and Potables. I'm your host, Mike, and alongside me is my co-host, Mary. What's up?
1: Hey, guys. What's going on?
0: And on today's episode, we're going to go play a game Dan has created, and he will introduce called The Dark Flight, because on this week's episode, we will be discussing the different versions of Batman and Joker we've all witnessed on the big screen. But before we get to all that, here's this week's Quick Sips. news i have for you guys this week the Zack snyder cut of justice league will officially arrive on hbo max in 2021 three years ago snyder left the film to tend to a family emergency and joss whedon was brought in to handle all the reshoots reshoots didn't go as planned and snyder's original vision was tossed aside leaving fans with a quarter of what we were meant to see the film ended up bombing in theaters and fans started to call for the snyder cut to be released Now two years later from its original release, Snyder has reached a deal with Warner Brothers to release his cut of the film. For my horror fans out there, Ghostface will be making his return sooner rather than later. Scream 5 has been confirmed and it will not be a reboot, but a sequel to the series. David Arquette confirmed he will be reprising his role as Dewey Riley in the film, and even Nev Campbell is in talks to return as Sidney Prescott. Filming plans to begin this fall. And finally, the 93rd Oscars aren't until February, but the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is considering postponing the big night. According to multiple sources, the anonymous sources say there are no concrete plans in place yet, but that it's very likely to be postponed. If the event is postponed, the Academy will have to focus on changing up some rules regarding a film's eligibility. And that's all that I have for you on this week's Quick Sips. What's up, guys? Also with us here on the show today, my buddy Dan from Process Potables. Hi, everybody.
2: Happy to be back looking forward to episodes that I'm not on which may happen later but for now I'm here and <laughs> I'm burn. excited
0: Are you going to introduce your buddy here with us?
3: Uh, it's
2: more
0: like an acquaintance.
2: Fine. We have friend of many of the network pods including the Power Bombs and Potables. And I guess Process Potables, but we're not really soccer guys and I don't really know. Don't think you're a basketball guy, but It's okay. Long-time friend. This might be one of the first times that I have hair close to the length of yours, which I was thinking about earlier. But uh, (laughs) my my friend Joe Sheehan of the uh, Super Smart Brothers podcast joining us to not talk anything related to wrestling.
4: Yeah, so AEW this week. Oh, wait. Sorry, guys. I'm on the wrong That's tomorrow,
2: (laughs) which I will be on. But seriously, thanks uh, for having me, guys. Awesome. And where can they find you? Uh, on social media or the podcast? Uh, Facebook and Twitter, Super
4: Smart Brothers. Uh, and then anywhere you can find podcasts iTunes, Google Play,
0: uh, Stitcher. Yeah, all that good stuff. Sweet plugs. And you were saying before the show that you have a little connection with someone from the Zack Snyder DC Universe. Yeah, so one of the reasons
4: uh, I'm going to be great on this podcast is that I worked in a movie theater for five years. Uh, cinemark 16 in somerdale new jersey dan and i went to many of free movies uh during that time but uh ray fisher who plays cyborg in the dc movies actually overlapped with me for like a month when i worked there
0: is he from new jersey yeah he's from uh it's
4: like the mount laurel area oh
0: okay wow it's pretty cool. So did you actually did you actually like, talk to him and meet him and everything? like you actually yeah. you, like had like a we've we've like a friendship with them or
4: yeah we're not like close friends like it yeah. won't be like oh yeah I know Jushin but like <laughs> we were close enough that like he's told me the story of like how so he went to New York first and it was actually on Broadway that he got the cyborg oh, okay role so um
1: so was he cast like when you knew him or was this before? no that was
4: he moved out to California at that point so. I knew him when he went up to Broadway and he was the backup for a guy playing Muhammad Ali. Apparently they were doing some kind of Muhammad Ali like play or musical. Oh Oh, wow. And is it Ang Lee? Is that the director? Was doing, going to do some kind of like Ali boxing movie and Saul Ray play the role and was like, I want you that got his name out into Hollywood. And then Marvel and DC actually had a bidding war for him.
2: Oh wow. Wow. Yeah.
4: So he could have, he could have ended up in either universe. That's it's good great. to see
2: somebody left Cinemark and had some success. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch.
0: Jesus. Uh, I'm only at Princeton, you know. <laughs> Not a doctor. So before we get into any discussions on Batman and the Joker, Dan, you have a game for us to play here.
2: Yeah, we came up with the episode title The Dark Flight last week, trying to make a nice little beer pun, which is the entire <laughs> premise for this entire network, and it will never get tired, and it will never get old. And I will never run out of podcast names that have the letter P in them. I'm the letter P back. And I thought, okay, I have a lot. Well, okay, here's what I'll say. On Wednesday, I think, I went to like three different breweries and bought way too much beer. And generally, no well, generally my wife doesn't give me much grief for how much beer is in this house, which is always way more than any person probably needs. But that's the gimmick here. That's, that's what we're built on. And we have to try all these beers for the good of the people so we can tell them what to go get and what not to go get, which generally it's always just go get it. There's not really much just do of
1: it. Just drink it. Don't think about yeah. it. Yeah,
2: But I did buy a lot. And so I got home and we were like, God, like I don't like I have a fridge downstairs that's full. I have a fridge upstairs that's full. Like, where the hell is all this going? And I was like, all right, we got to get through some of this. We're doing a pod on Friday, the dark flight. Why don't I actually make a dark flight for everybody? And see if they can come up, you know, see what what they think of them. See if they can get the flavor profiles right. But that's the fun thing about beer. I'm not a snob by any means. A lot of people who aren't familiar with craft beer will look at it and and there's this whole, like... Uh, I don't know the word, but, like, stigma around, like, IPAs and, and people who like them. It's, like, them hipstery. And, like, yeah. My like brothers it.
1: called me a hipster for drinking them, and I was like, it's like, f- like beer.
2: But, like, fair enough. Like, I, I don't really identify as a hipster, but if somebody w- says that I am, I'm like, okay, like, I guess, like, I. Do like a lot of those things? Like, I get it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I'm not one. There's there's natty lights in there. Like, I don't Ugh. care. I drink Bud Light all the time. Like, well, it's the um, natter days. I can't Ugh. drink actual natter natter day oh, or natter yeah natural light or whatever. <laughs> but in natter days, it's just like pink lemonade. Like, yeah. it's just juice, and Dude, when they're drink, it'll get you drunk. Yeah, and when they're a dollar at Kid Rips for Thursday night football, like I'm I'm crushing them too after, and after hot summer day man. too. Yeah, oh, so man. like I, I'm not I'm not above. Any of those things, I don't I don't look down on people that don't drink craft beer, and I don't look down on people that drink it but don't obsess over it or know all the things. So that's what's fun about it. You might taste something in these that isn't necessarily part of the profile, but whatever. That's how it fucking works. So we'll have some fun with it. I put them in the order that I think you should drink them from pretty much, like, the one that's going to be—I mean, none of these are going to be a mild flavor profile whatsoever because they're all dark, <laughs> but— uh, like the first one should leave you where your palate is still able to process the next one. And then I think the next one leads you in the third one. If you drank the third one first, I think it would probably overpower your palate and make the other ones a little, you'd probably still taste the third one in the next two. So this should be the right order. So make sure you have that right. Let's start with number one. Everybody take a sip of the first one and, you know, let me know what you think.
0: Sort of an, uh, okay afterbirth.
1: <laughs> what did you say? <laughs>
4: I want to say a slight chocolate aftertaste.
1: I almost get like a Guinness I, I, dark.
2: I get a coffee flavor. Yeah. Oh, coffee. I smell no, that's coffee it.
1: for sure from it. I definitely smell it.
2: So this is the only porter. The other two are stout. So you're definitely going to get that coffee. This is a peppered bacon coffee porter from Spellbound oh, that they shit. just came out
1: with. Peppered bacon. I definitely so, don't get the bacon. I, I, I kind of get the pepper all. taste now. That yeah, you're I think nice, you get
2: the pepper up front and then the coffee comes afterwards. Yeah, so I don't I taste, taste much that. bacon, but I definitely get the pepper and then the coffee for sure.
4: Yeah, I mean, I will say coffee. as an avid coffee drinker, coffee does overpower a lot of stuff in the morning. So if you do have bacon for breakfast, like as soon as you drink that coffee, it's gone. So. Yeah. I mean,
2: any beer I've ever had that claims to be like bacon type flavor, it doesn't really taste like bacon. Yeah. But I think that's how you're getting that pepper flavor. You may not identify that as strictly bacon, but I think it's there. But this is nice. So this is the only Porter's is going to be a little lighter than the other two, but still a ton of flavors, So Yeah, I like this one.
4: Yeah, I'm usually not a Porter guy, but me I, neither. this is very smooth.
2: The, uh, the second one is, this might give it away for anybody who knows, but this might be probably top three to five beers all time for me. I don't
1: know what it is, but yeah. I don't like it don't
2: like I it. Don't, it,
1: doesn't, oh, no. it doesn't really taste like Is this the can
0: in your hand? Really? Yeah. This oh. is that, like that tiramisu
2: kind of one, isn't it? Oh, this, and I this hate tiramisu. This is Double so Nickel's Nocturnal sense. Creatures. Hmm. So this is an Imperial Dessert Stout brewed with brown sugar, Madagascan vanilla, harvest roasted Java coffee, and a dusting of Dutch chocolate.
4: I get the chocolate, and I get the uh, one of the other flavors that you mentioned, but I don't know if I'm getting the coffee.
2: So I had their original brew of this at the at the tasting room when we did our live pod there for process potables and it it blew me away and i didn't get any of the cans of that release but i was able to get it on tap this canning is a different variant of that that i still really like but if i had a preference i like the original one more and i'm kind of hoping that maybe there's going to be a recanning of that so double nickel if you're listening
4: Oh, they like redid the formula. <laughs> yeah, like they they the add like some like okay. I think
2: they added a couple of these extra flavors. The first one was just a lot more heavy vanilla and a lot darker, I think. And this one's got I don't think the original had as much coffee as this one does specifically. Uh, so I think this one had a little bit more of, of the coffee flavor too. It's still good. Yeah, not, not huge fan of it. Yeah, but it's pretty good. I the like one it. I had in the tap room blew me away. And I mean, having it on tap may have had something to do with it too. But yeah. really big fan of that.
4: You're definitely changing my mind on these darker beers.
2: The third one is an all timer that I, you're gonna break. You're to gonna like break that. my heart.
1: Chocolate. I get chocolate. I get. It. And yeah, I'm definitely. not mad
4: chocolate. at chocolate. Cream, like soda kind of flavor.
2: So this is Stone's exocavesa. This is an imperial stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. So it should have Ooh. just a little bit of kick. I like this one better than. But the you're definitely movie. gonna get. it. Yeah. Mo- it's mostly gonna Ooh, be chocolate. I like flavor. that
1: one the best.
2: Now, I've had it for a little bit, so it may have the aging may have knocked some of the kick out of it. It usually has a little bit more. It's going to be a little bit if you've ever had Aiden Sands Bad Ombre, but that one is way spicier than this ever is. Uh but I'm a big fan of that Bad Ombre as well. That like spicy Mexican like chili kind of stout. Uh this one is brewed with chocolate, coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon and nutmeg. So that's your dark flight, everybody. What you what you think?
0: Uh, I like the, uh, you know, the idea of bringing this to pie. you <laughs> know, keeping the uh, the puns, you know, on tap here. But um, they're not your style of beers. Definitely not my
2: style, no. but
0: I did actually like each one that you had here.
2: I'm going yeah. to make you two drink things other than what you like, but we'll see if we can find you something Honestly, else.
0: everything I drink is because of what you showed me. I mean. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> thank you. You know.
2: Everything, you know, before Joe Sheehan, you telling me you're not a dark beer guy, surprising. I thought that you actually were,
4: uh, every once in a while, but like, I don't know, I've just been really been into like the lighter and IPAs and stuff okay. like that.
2: Have you had the yards filthy? Yes, oh my
4: god, it's so good! So good. I killed, we've been doing a Zoom happy hours with the sons of Ben, yeah, we're not tailgating together. And I killed like a six pack of it in one
2: night, and it was super. Weird. The, the six pack I got, I think I was done it the day after I bought it. Yeah, I, I went right through it. Very, very good. Big fan of that. I've been pumping that a lot on some episodes. So, are we ready to open this bitch up then? Wow. Yeah, I guess it sounds like it sounds like you are. I'm ready. He's got that Dude, Mexican hot beers. chocolate yeah. just went, <laughs> He's a spicy boy, Ooh, taking on man. his personality. Yeah, I mean, fire little, hair, fire beer, a little
0: darkness fired in there, up you now. Know. All right. Well. What I have to say first is that The Dark Knight is the best movie out of every Batman movie, personally to me. I think it's the overall best story. Agreed. Now, I think Michael Keaton is the best Batman, however. I don't think Bale's the best, as a lot of people would really? think. Yes. And I'll go, take it the other step further. I think Ben Affleck is a better Batman than Christian Bale.
3: I yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> but I will say that I think Christian Bale was the best Bruce Wayne out of all of them. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. I, I that's, definitely, yeah, I, I agree, agree with, with you that. on that. So,
2: so, did you agree with Dark Knight being
4: the best? I agree with it being the best. I'm curious where the first Batman stands with you. Because um, that's always, like, I always hear that. the Mary like,
2: sounded like she didn't like that tape. Mm, so. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's hard because, like, I love the Michael Keaton one because that one's more, like, whimsical. But I really love the Christian Bale because it's more real. That's really hard. But I think I like I the mean, Michael Keaton one. Tim more. Burton
0: made... The you know the 1989 yeah. version of Batman, so it's very comic booky. It's that's just how his movies are traditionally. Yeah. And then you know, you got Christopher Nolan making the Dark Knight trilogy, and he's just so realistic and so real with everything he does. It's just insane, like his movies. So I mean, they're kind of on different spectrums in a sense.
2: Yeah, but that's why
1: it's hard for me to compare them and just be like this. is It's like I don't know. I like different versions. I'm not like I,
2: I just wanted to hear what what her choice was if it wasn't that. I mean, like like I can get behind if what the reason would be, and and to your point, what you said makes a lot of sense. You know, it depends on what what appeals to you more, that dark, realistic kind of tone, or the more classic, traditional comic book style of him. So, you know, I I, I can get behind whatever you appreciate more. It speaks to whatever you're into, but I was just curious. I just think
0: Keaton was just a better Batman overall. I mean, his obviously in the 80s it's kind of hard to get i guess an actual suit to move how you want to move in it yeah. i mean he looked really stiff that entire movie
1: i mean at least he didn't have but like the nipples like who's that george, george clooney? clooney had the batman yeah. well, yes. i, I want to know like like what meeting were they like okay we gotta have nipples yeah and we, we have gotta to like have it. do
4: the close-up shot of it, yes. like, it was, like the crotch and then up yes. and down <laughs> nipples yeah. and everything and i was just like why even as a kid i was like why I w-
1: can we all agree that that's the worst batman can yes. we agree that George Clooney's the worst? That's specifically he's the worst
4: Batman and Robin, right? Yes. With that shot, yeah.
0: yeah. I w- see. It's hard because I, when I was a kid, I watched that one probably the most because I mean, as a kid, mm, I was, it was either yeah. that Batman Forever, you know. I wasn't really into like yeah, the I, Tim I watched Bird Forever. Style. Oh, Forever! Dude, Jim Carrey, but like, oh,
1: he's uh, he's, he's the only redeeming part. Yep. I yeah. love so, him.
0: So I mean, I think Val Kilmer was all right as Batman. Yeah. I think Clooney was the worst, but I kind of appreciated Batman and Robin Morts as a kid watching it. Plus, with Arnold Schwarzenegger being you know, Mr. Freeze and all oh, his yeah, one-liners were amazing. And yeah, Poison Ivy oh. was a good villain to have. I mean, that was the first time you saw Bane, too.
2: Amazing is an interesting word. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be my choice, but I, I see where well, you're coming we, we from. We all
4: know what the amazing part about that movie was, was Batman bringing out the back card
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: Sponsored by American Express. <laughs> that was the worst. I
2: think to your point about uh, Christian Bale being the best Bruce Wayne, I don't honestly think that I've ever broken it down to that point of like you know one could be a good batman but one could be a better bruce wayne and i definitely agree that christian is the best for bruce sure wayne. Oh, and, yeah. and, look, and looked maybe i need, yes. it like, maybe, yeah. maybe i need to look at it that way because i i don't know if i can say ben affleck was better than him as batman but i am in the camp of like i didn't hate affleck doing it and i think it's very split to the opposite ends there are people that really did enjoy him as it, and then the opposite end just crushed him for it. I'm in the camp of I thought he did a good job yeah, with it, but yeah. I don't know that I would say he did it better than... See, he was the Christian
0: most middle Bale. for me. So he was... I thought he was a good Batman, and he was a good Bruce Wayne, whereas I thought Keaton was not that good of a Bruce Wayne, but a great Batman, whereas Bale was great Wayne, but not a good Batman. So I can
2: get behind Keaton being a better Batman. Like, I wouldn't be mad at you for saying it. I think I probably have Christian Bale as the best of both. I think... Both Bale and Affleck were better at Bruce Wayne than Batman.
1: Than Michael Keaton, you. I just just oh, in general like okay, to okay. themselves,
2: like they they make no, a I lot agree. more sense as Bruce Wayne than they do as Batman. Yeah,
1: Christian Bale, he has that like kind of yuppie. I think it's also like American Psycho. He's got that like piece of shit kind of like you know Wall Street guy thing going yes. on, so it's yeah. really good for that.
4: I think also too to take into account is. I think out of all of them, Christian Bale, you saw the most time as both, yeah, Bruce Wayne yeah, that's and true. Yep. Like those movies were so realistic, like you said with Nolan, that like you got to see him like try to hide the Batman side from the yeah. Bruce Wayne side yeah. and stuff more than the, any of the other yeah. ones. Like he had to be in board meetings and he's falling asleep. And <laughs> like, yeah. yeah,
1: I think that like Christian Bale, he played it up more where he's like, I got to act like I'm a piece of shit so people don't know I'm really a good guy.
0: <laughs> so another point that I want to make about the Batman from 1989 is I watched it again this week, for like the first time in a while. I mean, I always knew I liked it, but I haven't watched it in a while. So I wanted to kind of refresh myself before doing this episode and watching it. I was surprised how good Nicholson was as the Joker. And I know he does get a lot of credit, but I feel like he's overlooked by Heath Ledger a bit. But watching that I think that's because Heath
1: Ledger's the newest one.
0: Yeah. Probably. It's the new shiny thing. Yeah. It's just- I just feel like, I mean, it goes by just how the movies are made again, but the way Nicholson portrayed that character, it's just like him and Ledger, they they wanted to play that role so bad. You know, they brought mm-hmm. out their best for those roles. And then just the mannerisms and stuff of Ledger were just like off the charts of him playing that character. But just the way Nicholson played the Joker, it just reminded me of like, I mean, we're just going back to the comic book style. It's just something that like I can't get it's past because- it's just something I grew up on, you know. I grew up watching the animated series, you know. Yes. I w- grew up reading the comics, so it's just that's that movie just always kind of stuck with me, you know. I I mean will, the,
4: oh, sorry. sorry, I was just gonna say the animated series is always described oh. as like the best. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, and the, the box the set, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's great.
1: I will say that Jack Nicholson his Joker background. Is my least favorite.
4: Really, I was gonna say I Zahini don't has the like best it. One. It's so clear I, because cut. you get to see
2: the progression. yeah, but so, I
1: like the mystery of it. Like he just like I'm a mobster guy, I, and then I I fell, and now I'm the Joker.
2: This is my issue with how many times this has been redone in such a short amount of time that really hurts all of them to a degree. Is that like I get that every one has basically been a reset, so it's like Dark Knight and then Suicide Squad and then Joker itself, Oof. but <laughs> you. I know there are different like universes and different ways Origin that this goes, stories. but all of this in such a short amount of time to the one where it's basically him coming from abuse. And then one where he's like chemically induced. And then one where he just like kind of has this mental illness and just kind of fell on hard times. Like it's, it's the continuity. I know they're not in the same universe, but the continuity is just annoying and you don't need to have this shoved down our throats in so many different ways. And, and, None of these are that different or that interesting that you need to have all of them. Like at this point, you know, stick to one, find the one that works. And unfortunately, like DC in general, just is so unable to create a one storyline that has enough success and lasts and is done well to where they don't get two to three movies in and go, all right, we got to scrap it and start over again. And it stinks because there is genuinely as much affection if not more for some of these DC characters as there are for all, all the Marvel ones. I mean the DC ones are really like the long-lasting staple ones that like the the common person kind of would know more than deep diving the Marvel ones and the way that they've been unable to capitalize on the success of them is is a goddamn shame.
1: Yeah, but- Marvel really got they just they got to the game first and they they did it well. They really did. I mean DC they're they're kind of starting to like Figure it out, but Marvel really got in there, and they were like, bam, 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 here's the setups, let's they go. T- they took
0: the time to do it, right? Yeah. You know, they they went 10-plus years to get everything right. They set it up perfectly, where DC kind of fell behind, and they
2: just try to rush everything, at, you know, in a couple yeah. years. But even when they, they had hiccups, like Ultron was a hiccup for yeah. Marvel. Oh, yeah. they, sure. They didn't yeah. let that deter them from everything. Oh, of course. And no. they figured out ways to kind of fix it within their path that they had Set for them, and while there are still going to be people, there were still critics, obviously, and there are still those blemishes on the record. When you try, as long as you make the attempt to make it right and to some degree admit your mistakes, I think that especially fans and things like this like we talked about Star Wars, and now we're talking about DC and to a lesser degree Marvel like, as much as we talked about, especially in the Star Wars thing, the gatekeeping and things like yeah. that that happen, which is very real. I think there is also a a very apologetic side to it as long as you're willing to say, hey, like we kind of messed up and we acknowledge that and we're going to try our best to fix it while not just completely expecting you to be so stupid that you don't notice and we just skip over the fact that we did this. And that's where Marvel has succeeded and DC absolutely has not.
4: And then that started back with the comics. DC has, I think, rebooted more than any other comic series like in history. Yeah. Whereas Marvel's held their path for a very consistent oh, yeah. amount yeah. of time.
1: And I would say that Marvel, they put in the work. I mean, like, you know, Iron Man's got three movies, Thor is three movies. You really like get in depth with these characters and then they mesh them together. With more in DC, they kind of were like, here's Batman, here's a little Superman. Here's everybody. And right? Like, and they, they were
2: pressured by the success the Avengers yeah. had, yeah. Absolutely. Which, is, which is the mistake. And that's the problem. They is- should
1: have gone at their own pace and, you know, build yep. it up so that I, I I give a shit about these mm-hmm. characters.
2: What's funny about the whole
4: Marvel journey is that it all started from them like fucking up, actually. So, like, they had to sell the rights to, like, Spider-Man and stuff like that to Sony yes. because they're about to go out of business. And so when they wanted to make their own in Iron Man, like, he was the one they had to pull off the shelf and dust off. Yep. Be like, he yeah, like here's our shiny thing, and that ended up working. Exploded, really yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And not only that, but I mean, at that point, casting Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is a huge risk. Oh like, my God. yeah, you're oh my you're God. not only taking the chance on pulling Iron Man out to be the revival of Marvel, but you're pulling Robert Downey Jr. out to play him. And like, that's the like looking back now, that's the beauty of it. Is not only did you kind of pick. You know, probably not the highest guy on the Marvel totem pole character-wise, but you pull an actor that everybody knew had talent, but at that point was, all, you know, coming back from yeah. you know, the the lowest point of his career, and and that is the beauty of. I mean, I don't want to get into an Iron Man thing because that's a huge deal to me. <laughs> we make, can go but, into but like it. I'll that, talk about Robert Downey all day. But that's <laughs> the beauty of it is they they align so perfectly both in their actual personalities as just a person and a character and then the trajectory of where they were and where they wanted to go with it was this just perfect alignment and it's it's incredible looking back you know 12 years now how like oh, just it's amazing crazy. it is
1: and it's oh it's it's the thing where nobody else to me can play iron man it's like you know how Hugh Jackman is Wolverine Robert Downey Jr is Iron Man if they rebooted it I don't know 15 20 years from now I'd be like Meh.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I don't think that I could ever enjoy that. I mean, I don't know.
1: Once it never, happens,
2: maybe I'll change my tune. But right now, it's really hard. I will for never
1: me. love another man. Yeah, like exactly. That.
2: <laughs> Whereas to the Heath Ledger thing, like he was renowned for that uh, performance, and rightfully so. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then not to discredit it at all, but obviously his death then took it to another level. Yeah, yeah. Because like it was almost looked at like, oh my god, like he went out.
1: Well, then you had the Jack Nicholson thing, too, when they told him, and he was like, I warned him, and it's like, what? Yeah, like, it makes yeah. it so much more interesting.
2: But to to that point is that, you know, once he did that role, you kind of look and say, I mean, how many years later? I guess it's only, like, four or five years later they're redoing it again, and you go with Jared Leto, and Ugh, you're like... Geez. I mean, regardless of, of your thoughts on him, because I don't want to sit here and kill the guy, but... It's it's to the same point that if five years after Robert Downey Jr. does all these Iron Man roles, you recast some other guy and you take a, a pretty big risk on the character, the odds of it paying off, even if you do it well, aren't great because of the emotional attachment and the success you just had. And I think that's what they ran into is... There are, there are things Jared Leto has done well. I don't think that he's a bad actor. No, he's a
1: great actor. And it was the, just his dramatic the, roles. Like and the gone. writing did
2: him no favor. Yeah. No. Like he, there's nothing he that could have done was, to, to, eh. to save it. No. Did he do a great job? No, but the, the writing does him no favor. So, I mean, it was, you, you know, he was set up to fail.
1: I would also say Devil's Advocate, like, they cut so much of him that. Although I don't want to see more, I would like to have seen more to really see where he had gone with it. But I mean, they're already rebooting that movie for I think twenty twenty one, so mm-hmm. it's like,
4: oop. yeah, I was gonna say with the final cut with the scenes he had, it was like, why was he even in the movie? Yeah,
1: he was in it for what like a minute and a half, and it, I don't it's know. like
4: the club scene and the heli- helicopter scene, and, and I mean, that was but-
2: interesting too because I feel like the entire build up to that movie, all anybody wanted to talk about was him as Joker. Yeah, and then the you dude see dude. it, and you're yeah. like.
1: It was oh. him and Harley, and because you'd never really seen them in, in movies, and then it was just like, uh, you know, he's kind of just like a, a speed bump.
4: Yeah, I feel like it, you had an actor like Will Smith in there, and then he wasn't really talked about, and then it, coming out of the movie, people were like, actually, he was the best one. Yeah, well, I yeah. was the best part of that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to tackle another part of the backstory um, of the Joker, and I thought that the Nicholson backstory was the best of all the jokers but i agree with mary that i don't think that they should have had any backstory for the joker character at all in any movie i just feel like his character is so mysterious in general that he doesn't need a you know an origin story because even the comics no one knows who he actually is no i like
1: the chaotic background i like that there there are so many different origin stories yeah and i love that because you really it's it's you get to choose which one you enjoy the most. And I
0: think that's why I, I like The Dark Knight the best, because they didn't tackle an origin story for the Joker. They just said, oh, there's this clown terrorizing terrorizing the city and they mentioned him in Batman Begins at the end. You know, you had the Joker card. Yes. Oh, you know, there's everyone this clown, shit you their know. pants. Yes. and they were and like, then, it's you know, coming." And then they cast Ledger, and you know, people shit Oof. on the casting. You know, no one expected that. I've always liked Heath Ledger. You know, he's always had good roles in movies. Absolutely, this was obviously his biggest one that he's ever had, probably. Uh, I, don't I, mean, know. I, I mean, I can't. back Mountain was. Pretty... I mean, if you want to go to that, yeah. I mean, that was an Oscar movie. So that was, movie, that was so. a great movie. He yeah. was
2: tremendous in The Wrestler too. Yeah, criminally underrated movie. Yeah it's so good
0: that's Mickey Rourke right as the wrestler he's like he is like the main guy in that movie oh am I I confusing him for Mickey Rourke yeah I was about to say oh
1: no how (laughs) what
0: white guys we all look yeah Yeah. 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 whatever white guys but um yeah so (laughs) so yeah I just don't like the fact that they have an origin story I just think it worked better not having it especially for the dark knight because then you you were able to add more villains into the movie too to enhance the story without having to focus on just the Joker's background, you know, then you can then you're kind of focusing on Harvey Dent the whole time, but you still have the Joker lingering in the background controlling like the entire like the mob system. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it works so well compared to like every other movie that has some kind of origin story for him.
1: I will say when I was watching uh the Michael Keaton Batman, I completely forgot that Lando Calrissian was Harvey Dent yep. cuz he's in that oh, movie. God, yeah. He's in the movie for like I don't know, a minute, and yeah, I was not like, long. what?
0: He has, like, I three forgot. scenes. Yeah.
1: I would love to have seen more of and him. And he always
0: smokes a cigar and just says, like, one line, and then that's he it. He's just like, eh, he's fuck it. He's not the yeah. late night that they show. In <laughs> like, no. Exactly, yeah. He's, he
1: just kind of, he's always busy, and he's oh, someone's trying to get his attention. He's like, I don't have time for it.
0: And the the whole, um, for Batman 89, just, a lot of the Joker scenes were so cheesy, too. I want a
1: jersey now that says Batman 89. That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. let it to get that, you know. <laughs>
2: Pretty sure you can buy like Spencer gifts, probably. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> you know, Jesus so um, like the whole museum scene, you know, just oh, dancing around, the music, thing, and the
1: music in that, I was so costume. impressed. Yeah. Oh, and I even love at it. the
0: end with like the parade, it's that cheesy eighties like Ghostbusters kind of music yes, playing. He's like so marching good. down like the street. Yes. And everything. it was just so. The music in that whack. movie really
1: like you hear it and you're like, oh, they're in the museum, like it's about to go yeah. down. I love and that. Then
0: you have like you know Hans Zimmer doing the Dark Knight. And it's just like this powerful doom, like doom, yeah, exactly. Doom.
4: When he pulls out the ridiculously long gun, I oh my it. god, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also got a, we did get a great line from that Joker though that was in Mall Rats. Um Dan, I don't know if you remember in the scene where um, Jay hits the uh, security guard with the head of the bat and him and Silent Bob are running from him, and uh, Silent Bob pulls out the grappling hook out of his jacket and (laughs) fires up, and they go up, and Jay is like, where do you get these wonderful toys? That was a line from (laughs) Joker from... Batman, uh, nineteen eighty nine, yeah. So yeah, I didn't like, put cool. that together. Oh, cool. Kevin that Smith, uh, nod there. So I, I did appreciate nice, that. that is yeah, good. I, mean, I know that's this a
4: deep dive because the only quote out of that movie people ever say is "Have you ever danced with the devil?" Exactly. The yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I definitely never picked up on that. That's that's a great, great job by you. Yeah. Good now, um, not to completely derail it, but does anybody here watch Gotham?
1: Yes. Mm. Yes, I fucking love Gotham. Yes, absolutely. And Cameron Monaghan, I like took a note on it. Like he is a great joker and he's very underrated
2: and the guy who plays penguin is incredible as yeah. well they could not a have cast a, yeah the, i the, mean all the, rid- the cast the riddler is oh my like, god yeah i love it i like gotham and i mean i don't know if this is a tv versus movie like i like gotham more in the dark knight gotham's my favorite batman Ooh. thing there is The hot i, I will say yeah, that the, the day, joker
1: in that i was like very much invested and they held it out for so long like until the very end and then he became the joker at he really doesn't get enough, uh, you know... Credit? Yes, credit. I didn't know what a word The way was. that they've
2: woven in so many of the villains seamlessly yes. and not made it tired and been able to have them come a, is that and a
1: go... CW show?
2: I, I think it was a it it was Fox show. Fox. Fox? I don't know yeah. if it still okay. is. It was Fox, and yeah. I don't think I watched... It is the only thing I've watched on Fox in like 10 plus years. Yeah, maybe. and
1: they really, they they did it so well. Even like Catwoman, every character Everything. on there was really, they couldn't have picked a better Penguin. They really couldn't have. No.
4: And what I liked about their Joker storyline was they still left it ambiguous.
2: Even yes, at the end. I yep. love that. Like, that's what was so And nice. there
1: was twist. Like he had like a twin brother and then they were underground. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I love it.
2: Yeah, I don't think anything's been, because the thing, like, Dark Knight on its own is incredible. Yes. The unfor- and and even Batman Begins is really it's really good, good and good. generally underrated, but The Dark Knight Rises was so fucking bad that unfortunately like it doesn't taint the uh, the Dark Knight as a movie, but to not have the conclusion of that whole thing that you want does kind of just taint yeah. the whole
1: thing. It's just thing. hard
0: because I feel like they wanted to bring the Joker back. You for wanted that movie. to
1: see more of him. They
0: left him alive. Where, like, you know, Batman 89, Joker dies at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. The Dark Knight, he lives. You know, he's, he's hanging by the hook, you know, at, on top of the building. And. I believe their intentions were to bring him back for The Dark
4: Knight Rises. I think Rises. if he
1: hadn't died, they would have had, maybe yes, he wouldn't have been, went, like, you know, the main villain, but he would have been in it in some yes. capacity. Yeah, I mean, even, I would have
4: still lo- have loved to see Bane.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just don't think Bane's a good enough character to have as the main villain in a movie. I mean, he's a good villain, just not, I don't think he's a good main villain. And bringing back, you know, Ra's al Ghul's daughter, you know, in the whole thing... It was cool, but I just think But I didn't it, give a shit. Yeah, I mean
2: was,
1: I think was, that's why the first Batman was met, cuz like Ra's al Ghul, like if you read the comics, you know, but I, I feel like he wasn't a big like Joker, everyone knows Joker. Exactly. People know Bane. You don't really know Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, and too I just much. think you need
0: someone else to pair with Bane to make that movie a little bit better. And not that Tom Hardy did a bad job playing him. Tom Hardy
1: can't do anything wrong ever. <laughs> ever. See, I so I actually,
2: did not I didn't I didn't like I Tom mean, Hardy as Bane. Again, like, the writing doesn't know favors, but
4: Was it the mask thing, though? Because, like, I completely understand. I thought they screwed that up. I mean, the voice
2: was pretty bad. I like the voice. Because he had such good (laughs) lines. Yeah, he had great lines. The lines were good, but the delivery was Like, you have to watch it on subtitles to
4: really enjoy that pain.
2: The
1: fact that he broke his back, though, I was very grateful for that scene.
2: Yeah, that was really good. The thing that may have skewed me the most, and this is very, very weird, but did you ever see the YouTube video of they read Monster... Energy cans as Bane. No. no. Okay.
3: No. <laughs>
2: that that might have ruined it for me a little bit. So I'll have to play that for you when we are done here. But that, that may have had it not age so well for me. Those are hilarious, but it, it may have put a, a little bit of a puncture wound in the movie.
1: It was definitely a different way to go with Bane where he is like this like anarchist. Because everything I think we've known of Bane, he's 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 in a he's a he's muscle. He's Poison Ivy sidekick, he's a big dog. He's basically
2: the juggernaut. Yes, yes. And and you did not get that at all. You got him intelligent. You got him playing essentially just like a lesser joker. Yeah, Yeah. But you know, still physically able to dominate Batman which is like okay that's fine I guess but yeah I mean I would have kind of I think I would have gotten a lot more value out of him just running through walls and being like I'm the juggernaut bitch
4: (laughs) and have like Roz Elgul's daughter as the main villain I think bring that up because one of my favorite college humor skits will always be with the making fun of that scene with the reveal that she's Razo. I remember daughter. that, yes. And then
0: Batman being like, well, we had sex.
4: it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That laughs> was like the biggest plot hole ever. It was like, if you wanted to hurt him, why did you Yeah. <laughs> so
0: Yes. Since we're on the topic of the
1: Dark Knight
2: Rises, <laughs> yes.
1: Sex? <laughs>
0: uh,
2: <laughs> this po- this podcast has a, has a standard going of making sure yes. that we hit a certain degree on the horny meter. Yes.
1: My thirst levels will only grow from here.
2: Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr., Tom Hardy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: so her face is actually getting red.
0: I <laughs> so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, being you know, I like him as an actor. I think he's great. Coming out the end, Robin. I mean, what do we think about that? That was
4: the biggest disappointment. I have to say. I Because like, he was so good throughout
1: I didn't movie. Yeah. hate I like it, I but him. I also didn't know if it needed to happen. It did. Yeah,
0: it didn't need to happen. I,
1: think I was like, okay. you could have
4: totally le- left that scene out, and he had a great yes, yeah, exactly. And his
1: reveal, they were like, oh, Robin. And yeah, I was the, like, Just reading a, pa- a sheet of
0: paper. Your name's Robin? Question
1: mark. Oh, but I just, go by something else. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't crazy about that whole thing.
1: I would have really loved it when they had the the Arkham break I mean obviously if Keith Ledger was still alive, if that's when they brought him back. Yes. That would have been fantastic. That would be cool.
0: So going from the Dark Knight trilogy now brings us to the Snyderverse, I guess. So Batman mm. versus Superman. Now I actually won a contest to go see that movie in New York. It was a radio contest. I got to go
1: We get it, you're better than us. Yes. I won a red <laughs> carpet
0: thing, I met the cast, you know, it was a big event. Radio City Music Hall, watch the movie. So, if you would have gotten that treatment for Super Bad, you probably would have liked it. No, because even leaving Batman for <laughs> Superman, I still didn't like the movie. I liked everything that happened, but the movie still is was, was not hitting right for me. But again, it's one of those things where when the movie was released on Blu ray, they added extra scenes to it to make it better. That's what DC's fucking up here. They're, the studios are cutting out all these scenes that are making these movies so much better, and they're giving us shit on screen. Like if if Snyder's cut of Justice League actually is what him and the cast are saying it is, and it's actually this great movie, then to me it's just, it's just the studios fucking up DC. I mean that's just I think plain that's gonna and be simple the test, right? Yeah, if we
4: watch this and we see like how good it could have been. Yeah,
0: so, so, I mean I watched Batman versus Superman, you know, in the theater, everyone's clapping, I'm sitting, I'm just like I'm not. Whack, whelmed. I'm just whelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. Not underwhelmed. I'm, I'm, whelmed. Just, I'm just whelmed. I
1: whelmed. Oh my <laughs> like,
0: god! I love, I love that. Like, yeah, I'm just whelmed. So it's just that's all I was. And like my friend, I wouldn't say me. I'm
2: superstitious. I'm a little, little stick. Exactly. <laughs> so I actually like Batman versus Superman. I was wondering if we were gonna get to that. I don't love it.
1: There's th- a lot of hot th- people, but I'm like, Meh.
2: I don't know if it's just because the bar is so low for those movies that I think yeah. it's okay. And to that to that point. Not not to go down that rabbit hole, but like I thought, like I think Wonder Woman is the best movie they've yes. done. Yeah, but yes. I don't think it's as good as anybody says it is. No, I agree no. there too. I'm. Very I just think the bar was so low. One, yes, I, and I think
1: they're doing the the Marvel thing where they're like, okay, here's your three arc. And I mean, I don't know if they're gonna do three for her. I
2: think her second one, the thing that and. I'm only going off the previews on a few things I read, but I have the feeling that her second movie is going to be a lot like Thor Ragnarok. Yes. <gasps> I would love And that. and I love that too because like Thor the Dark World sucked so fucking bad oh my that God. I think they looked at her and just said, Okay, like let's skip that middle plotting one that happened so many times in a three movie arc. It's like the same dark thing world. happened with Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. Like let's skip that and let's get straight to the like okay, we we did her We already cl- set her up. We set her up, we did the classic kind Kind of story you know for who her. her love
1: interest is.
2: We, we, we think it, it was pretty well received and it went pretty well. Like now let's just open up the whole can of worms. And I think that's where this one is going. And, and I, and I, I the hope 80s. they do. Because I'm torn on what I'm getting from the preview. But the theme I'm getting is that like totally out of the box Colorful Thor Ragnarok fun. kind of thing. And yes. if that's what it is, I think I'm going to enjoy it very much. I'm very
1: excited to see. Um. Oh gosh, what's her name? The cheetah lady. Oh.
2: A Kristen
0: Wiggs planner. Yes. Uh, I'm I don't remember what the character's name is. I think but it's yes.
1: Chitara. I want to. it's That say. might be right. That not could be Thunder completely Cats?
2: wrong. <laughs> oh fuck, did I just fuck
0: up?
1: <laughs> but I'm very excited to see that uh, to see that interaction. Cause I haven't I think seen Chitara too many. Is the main female
2: from ThunderCats. You're probably right. Challenge. Let's not
1: harp on that. Challenge. <laughs> but I'm really excited to see um, a female villain too, because besides like a uh, Hella. In um, Ragnarok, I haven't seen she was too awesome. many. Oh, I mean, God, I mean, they, talk to me Yes, about Chitara Jake is Man a Chad. female Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm a fake fan. Sorry.
2: I love Thundercats. Though. Thundercats is great. Give me sight beyond sight. I, I want to say I thought I heard they were making a
0: Thundercats movie. I'm not. God, I hope so. Sure, but
2: I think Kristen Wiig Wig would be a much better Chitara than whatever you're saying she is. Probably because I don't. Really cheetah, like she's
1: her. some cheetah bitch. Yeah, she's some cheetah, <laughs> she's some cheetah. There's some But cheetah I'm really bitch. excited to see. I'm really excited to see a female villain because is this going to be her first movie. action movie. Probably. She not like serious they? movies. But... She's in serious. She's in comedy. I don't remember anything. Don't, like yeah, action. I don't, I don't know. I'm excited for that.
0: But so, I guess we can all agree that Batman vs Superman wasn't really that great of a movie. But uh, I just told
2: you I like this. So I, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. Ignore well, you ignore said you, you didn't necessarily. Love it, but you you didn't hate it, so I guess you're you kind guys are middle. All but yes, we're all whelmed mm. of the movie. But I guess that leads to again the studios cutting stuff out, and I don't know if the writing was necessarily great for that movie.
1: And that mustache thing.
0: Well, that was
2: more for Justice League. The <laughs> yeah. whole the, the thing I'll about that one is it. so like I think that like it's it feels almost cheap comparing so much of it to Marvel, but that's just what happens when but you get into the. Always going so to this was clearly their Civil War. Yes. yes. And I love Civil early. War. That's I have the best it. Way higher, my opinion. I have it way higher on my list than, than most people, so thank you for that. And this this tugged on the strings of that, and I thought that they did a lot of it well. The problem, again, what Marvel does in Civil War is yes, there is technically a bad guy. But it's not even like a supervillain or anything. Yeah. It's just like a regular guy pulling strings. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And then it's setting heroes against each other. And that's so appealing because it's not something you generally see. And it's so well done. And it fits, sets up so many things in that universe. And they do a lot of the same things in Batman versus Superman. And I think they did them well, but then there's this like big monster and I just yes. don't think you yeah, needed it. I don't even no. remember
1: what the monster and then was. I have also- no idea.
2: I don't know what it had to do with anything, but it took away from them being against each other, which was the best part of the movie. It just yeah. made Wonder Woman shine with the big, the big monster did. at the end. Yeah, that's all, that's all it really did. And and the funny part about that is she's the only one that didn't need it because exactly. her movie's the only yeah. one yeah. that you really yeah. enjoy. It's you needed well. need to get people invested in Batman and Superman. And even if you don't get them invested in both, like you get people to pick sides and then you're still invested in both technically because you're cheering for one and you want to see him, you know, defeat the other one to, to some degree. You know that... Inevitably, this is all leading to Justice League, so you know yeah. it's not gonna. Yes. You know how it's gonna go, but that's fine. We knew the same thing in Civil War, and you still were like, "Oh my god!" Like they're messing each other up, like, even though you know we're getting to the Avengers, or, you know, to more of the you know Avengers. to come and back so, together, right, but it's like,
1: breaking your heart in the moment that, like, exactly who do you love more? It's Cap and Iron and Man. See, and see,
0: with th- with that though, I had more of an opinion on who I liked more for Civil War than I did for Batman versus Superman. Absolutely, yeah. I'm always gonna pick Batman just because I'm biased towards him, but. Watching that movie, I didn't really care who I picked, honestly. No. Whereas Civil War, I had a specific person I wanted to be on their side. That's yes. a
2: that's a great point, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have any rooting interest, and the movie didn't help with that because I don't have an allegiance either Batman or Superman mm-hmm. in DC. They're both okay to me. I guess the Dark Knight probably leaned me toward Batman, but yeah, I mean, this movie didn't do any of that any favors. And Civil War... I mean, I am an Iron Man guy and I like to troll Captain America fans, but I I like I like them both. It's not it's not a big deal to me. And yeah, in that movie, like, you know, knowing what happens like I and I didn't know exactly where they were going to go with it. And i was scared the whole time because I really didn't know even having the idea of what's to come. I was unsure and that's like that's that level that is so hard to hit and that's that thing about anything you watch about movies about you know professional wrestling mm-hmm. and things like that is when it's so predictable but they still get you questioning things mm-hmm. that's the best moments
4: Well, because they ended the movie with like ambiguity like yes. you didn't know like Iron Man and Cap could just not get along and it that so so amb- versus Superman you have yeah. Freaking Martha scene, and they life. still kept
0: the, the the cap and Martha, Iron Martha, Man. Martha, Martha, <laughs> <laughs> they still kept like the the whole cap and Iron Man dynamic going for a few movies too. Until, Pretty much all of them, yeah. Until they got to Endgame, yeah. until Cap yeah. finally killed him. That yeah. son of a bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want that slander on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so going from Batman versus Superman. I mean, do we really need to discuss Justice League? No, I mean, I think we can save that till the Snyder Cut comes out because yeah. that's when I Fun. really want to. I don't give you know, a shit. Tackle that movie until we see the real, the real, true version of that movie.
4: We're apparently we're gonna get like just so much backstory and all those. Extra I mean, they catches, said like, that,
0: but
1: that's what stuff. you need. They I mean, said yeah, Aquaman's maybe. the
0: worst superhero in the history. of They said the that Snyder Cut terrible. could be at least four hours long. Fuck. Yes, they said we only we only saw a quarter of what Snyder actually made in the theatrical release. So if they release a four-hour, you know, movie. They said they might even make it a miniseries on this HBO Max platform. Mm. So it would be like, you know, four to six episodes or whatever, and they'll just
2: kind of release them, you know, week by week. I don't like that. I, I mean, don't like it either. I'd rather just, know if just I can see watch it one for, shot. I, I get the complications of four hours, but it's a movie and it's not even a new movie. Yeah, so like, exactly. you better put the whole fucking Well, I mean, at, at
0: this point, if you've only seen a quarter of it, it kind of is a new movie. I
2: mean, if you well, think you, about it. Yeah. It, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's
0: probably just the logistics. Cause like the extended cut of
4: uh hateful eight on Netflix yeah. had to be like the, it was like episodes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, really? and now,
0: yeah. I did not know that. And now with the Snyder cut being talked about and being actually released now, you have other directors trying to release their cuts now too, which is kind of interesting. So Edgar Wright made the all female cast Ghostbusters. Now he has apparently like a three to three and a half hour cut of that movie that he wants really? to release, yeah. yeah. And you know, that's that's another topic to discuss yeah. too. Because uh, I, think I you mean, meant Paul Feig there, but was it Paul I, Feig? Yeah. I, uh, maybe I saw Edgar Wright retweet or something. Yeah. No, I do want to see an Edgar Wright all female
4: Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do
0: like a lot of his movies, so maybe. But um, I'm not touching that female
2: Ghostbusters movie.
0: Nope. Like I said, I mean, it wasn't great. Maybe it was, it was the writing.
4: But now's the time to do that stuff. Like exactly release those cuts. You have the time.
0: I mean everyone's home watching shit. Release it. Show us what you got. Give us content.
1: That's
2: been the upsetting thing about this quarantine. Is there there have been a few things that have have come out and a few things that have been pushed up. Obviously the last dance is the big one which Process Potables has harped on and done recaps every week if you're into that kind of thing. But and that would have had success either way. But yeah. bringing that up into this time period was just like uh, such, a, such an absolute was hammer it. of a move. And like one of the big things that has, has been discussed is like a lot of video games would have been a great window for this. And, and nothing. A, and a lot. Well, Final Animal Fantasy, Crossing. which kept getting deli- delayed, at least came yes. out on time. Animal because Crossing, I was scared that great. was going to get delayed. Animal Crossing came out on time, which was great for them. The Last of Us, if it would have came out during this, would have absolutely crushed it. Because yes. so many people want it. And it got delayed. Till pretty much when this is gonna? And
0: end. You know what's fucked about that now? That whole game is leaked now, so yep. everyone knows pretty much what happens. You know, those spoilers here for because I didn't even read anything, so I don't want to know.
2: But mm-hmm. same,
0: I mean, that's what happens when things get delayed. You know, something's going to get leaked eventually,
2: and, and so ruin it. And so you had mentioned on the premiere episode of this, like how uh Trolls World Tour did so well <laughs> being released <laughs> yeah, digitally, exactly.
4: twenty million dollars, right? And you're and
2: you're sitting what? there like that was that was Trolls World Tour. I mean that probably should have been a straight-to-DVD movie anyway. Sorry, it could have been, yeah. And yeah. and it's doing these numbers just because of it being in this window, and you're thinking, like, what else did we get during this time? Like, nothing. Like no. there, There's so much t- opportunity to watch things. Like, I know me and you both watched Upload. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I would have watched that or where I would have found the time in my normal exactly. life, but because we're in this time, I watched it. Now, they didn't move it up. That was it when it was going to be released, yeah. but still just the opportunity to do so has been very underwhelming for a lot of things that maybe could have had a time to shine more and the reality of it all is that in this time because we're so desperate for content and desperate for new things that I think you almost like are generally going to get a benefit of the doubt and a little bit of a bump just for providing it during this time that people will be a little bit kinder toward things people are still going to be skeptical yes and critical as, as we always are but there is some you know, reward for, for giving it to people in a time like this where people don't necessarily want to then come back at you and be like, Oh, this is such a piece of shit. Why would you do this? <laughs> yeah. Like right now you might be like, okay, well like this isn't the best thing, but it did occupy two hours of my time and it wasn't that bad. And yeah. and, and maybe that benefits you more in the long
1: run. I would say even to like really sidetrack that like, Black Mirror, like, they had a whole bunch they were going to come out with, and they're like, oh, it's it's too sad right now at the yeah, point. I, kind I was of like,
2: respect them for that. I was yeah. like,
1: but I was also kind of like, shut up and give me it. Like, I, get, I need something for that my That might have put me in a very dark place.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, so, speaking of uh, Trolls World Tour, I'm interested to get you guys' take of, like, have you heard about this beef now between Universal and AMC? Yeah, yeah, that, that, up, yeah. that's where yeah. it last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so
0: I'm on... Universal Pictures side on this thing. I don't think AMC is really right to just ban Universal now. I mean, why? I mean, Universal said they're going to keep their big hits for the theaters. I mean, it's not like they just wanted to do this to help people cope with it. was a family movie. Yeah. It's a, it was yeah. perfect time to it. It was only to do World it tour. because Chill. everyone's home. You can't do anything. It was just to help people cope with everything. Yeah. And it just so happened. Keep it, your
1: kids entertained. I
0: want to say it made like $100 million just being on... You know, yeah. Yeah.
2: like like, imagine we're like, a year ago. Like there's not a fucking chance in hell that Avengers know. comes out straight oh, yeah. to digital. No. You know? Exactly. Like, no. They
4: pushed Black Widow back.
2: Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, like the that's, fast
4: w- that would be one of the ones. Like, the fast and, and Furious movie, sure, yeah. like it's a standalone the, yeah. movie. The like. new
0: Fast oh, and Furious yeah. movie was supposed to come out today, and now <gasps> it's supposed to be fast a big. And it was supposed to be today? Oh my wow. god,
3: I
1: love. I them.
0: mean, <laughs> if like, you do <laughs> it, hey, don't give
1: a shit about not my
0: movies. cup of tea. <laughs> but either I'm way, serious.
1: no, I don't give a <laughs> shit.
0: But that's a big, that's a big blockbuster movie in a sense. You know, they're my guilty pleasure, so we were gonna have to rethink. I mean, what
1: else is ludicrous doing right now? I mean. Didn't he just rap battle
2: uh, uh, Nelly,
0: right? Nelly. Yeah, and he <laughs> whipped his ass.
1: What is, th- what is this? 2004? Yeah. What else are you going to do in a
0: quarantine but yeah, rap battle?
2: battle. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said.
1: Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> so,
0: so we're skipping Justice League. Yeah, so I guess now it's the, the big topic of discussion here. Joker. Dan, you have a take?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I have to credit my friend Nikki T for this because I was telling some of my friends that I play uh, online PlayStation with they were going to talk about this and asking if any of them had seen it and what their thoughts were. And for the first time in my entire friendship with him, he had an intelligent thought that I (laughs) greatly agreed with. So I have to give him credit that the movie Joker itself, if you take out the actual fact that it's the Joker from the DC universe and take all that out and just have it as just a movie, like a theatrical movie, it would be very, very good. The problem is that it exists in the DC universe and you're making it about the Joker character. That's the issue
0: with that movie. And I 100% agree with that take. I mean, it's just, none of it felt relevant to the story of him. I mean, going to the mansion and talking to like little Bruce Wayne and Alfred, and it just, it just,
1: so why uh, why did he stick his fingers in that little boy's mouth like that? Yeah, and why seriously. did why did Bruce let him? I'd been like, please take your fingers out of my yeah, mouth. So yeah. The problem was the kid was just sitting there <laughs> like, like, okay, yeah, okay. the stranger's, yeah. stranger's fingers are in my
2: mouth. <laughs> Stranger. Nobody, it know. felt like, and this is something we already talked about with the the between Heath Ledger and Jared Leto and this and the difference in the characters and these stories and three different like backstories that this felt like it was taking away from what they were trying to set up in this one because I kept thinking you trying to do the smile thing yeah. mm. that Heath Ledger does yeah. in The Dark Knight. And that's not what this character was and that's what it seemed like he was doing. I'm like, that's not your thing. No. So now, not only are you trying to recreate this for a third time in a very short period, but now you're blurring the lines, yeah. which is even worse than just redoing it again.
1: It just didn't uh, feel necessary in any way. And I
2: fucking hated his laughing. Every I hated it. I like wrote that down to my notes. Minutes. I literally wrote down
1: I get worst it. laugh. I of
4: know. All the See, I didn't. The laugh was great, and his timing of the laugh. He sounds was like great, a seagull. I, I don't know. I just. But that's what Joker's supposed to have, the monologue. No, but like, I hate, I hated rush. it. I
1: don't know I just I, didn't that it was like, like, like a. It was. I mean, like I a, can get it.
2: Yeah. I can get if you if you didn't. But it's kind of like when people say they don't like you know bands like Coheed or Rush. They don't like their singing. Like I get it. Like a lot of people will be like, okay, like I understand that they're talented, but I just don't want to listen to somebody who sings like that. Like fine, I get yeah. it. But you know, I at least understand that like they are a very talented singer. Like,
1: but I also saw his life in this one as more of like it was like a coping mechanism. Like, they said it was like a, you know, like a mental nervous tick, but it was like, once you find out his background, you're like, oh, he's using it as a coping mechanism and he can't help it. And I just was like, this would have been great if it was, I not even great, this would have been good if it was a story about like a mentally ill guy who slipped through yeah. the cracks, but it didn't also need to be like, oh, by the way, this is Joker, uh, your boy.
0: That's exactly what we're saying. So but- I think that if they made it to where, I mean, so the whole point of, these, of this movie is that they're making darker versions of DC Universe characters, whether it be Mm -hmm. villains or heroes, whatever. So this was kind of the first one to try and do that. And it worked on on a level. A lot of people love this movie. And I think that it would have worked better if they kept to the the original story that they were trying to do before they took it away was having Arthur Fleck and Bruce Wayne being brothers. I think that would have worked a lot better as making it a dc movie than just having them not be related because they're kind of changing up the story making it different and i like that idea better than just having them oh no you're
2: not related you know you're just a random guy you know your mom was crazy i mean the whole idea of the joker though is random and spread of chaos and i think if you implement that that kind of backstory that links them together it it like impedes on his entire character and his persona. Like that gives it too much purpose for a guy that's not supposed to have it.
0: It could. It's just something different that I thought I would have liked to see more because we've seen the same origin story for the Joker. It just would have been
2: something completely different. Well, what what I did enjoy, I didn't really like how it was done, but the only part about this that I like as far as it being within the universe is how it basically ends up. He basically, through a chain reaction of events, sets up... Bruce's parents yes. being killed. Yeah. That's, really that, that's the only thing. That, yeah. like, I, like, I didn't see that coming now and you get to the end. And I'm like, okay, like that works. It sucked how we got here and a mm. whole lot of the other stuff, but that worked. Yeah. And that's like the criminal part of it is that, you know, so much else did not work, but that really did for me.
1: Cause even going back to like Batman 89, I didn't like how he was the one who killed Bruce's parents. I was like, really? That yeah. too. Mm. All right. All right. Right. It I guess at thing. least
4: like kept it close enough. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yes. in
1: you influenced it but you weren't directly, you know, the reason.
2: The other the to your point about them trying to continue making them darker, which they're definitely trying to do, is that I mean, Heath Ledger was so dark to begin with. That that Joker was so dark. How much further can you go? And it felt like they had to try to go to these ridiculous extremes to do it. I thought like they just tried too hard with this movie. Right, exactly. They did.
1: This movie, it felt it almost felt like it, it was artsy for the sake of being artsy. Yes. And that's very Joaquin Phoenix. He's not my favorite. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it just felt like it was just trying. Like, it was trying to make me feel bad for this guy. And I was like, I don't really give a shit. I really don't.
2: See... So this is one of those things about not to the same point but when you were talking about separating like you know an actor playing a good Bruce Wayne or a good Batman or you know which one they did better or what have you that while I didn't really enjoy the Joker character or a lot of the things this movie did I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a great job. Oh, he absolutely in did. Yeah, exactly. And great. that's where I think people have a hard time really presenting the way that they feel about things. I feel like a lot of the people that like this movie like it based on the job Just that he did. him, not wh- the movie yeah. itself. Which I think is fair. I would but agree with that. that's what I take away from this movie is I didn't like the movie, but he did a tremendous exactly. job. Yeah, I agree. And I can separate those things to say this movie wasn't good, but he was very good. His
1: performance good. was good. I definitely was like, this man is very sick. It's mm-hmm. delusional.
4: I liked half the movie second half it was as when he, he as soon as he goes to the hospital and gets the records about his mom from then on it totally made sense to me that's when i was like okay this yeah
0: is working. it was just so slow moving to me i mean it was oh yeah not that it was hard to keep up with it was just hard to just watch oh, no. it you i know? agree with the keeping
4: up with i watched yeah. it with my girlfriend aaron and she was like wait what like what's going on that's now? exactly like, yeah like,
1: and so
2: i, I think I think I'm going to name drop this movie last week, and I don't think it was on either of the episodes we recorded, but I think just we were talking about something. I don't think either of you had seen it. I don't know if you have. You know what this movie, it, again, talking about if we took out the DC and Joker aspect and just uh-huh. talked about it. You know what this movie reminded me of? And it's a movie that I believe is, like, not enough people have seen. It's criminally underrated, and I really enjoyed that this could have been along the same lines as far as just speaking to, like, this type of person and like the mental illness side of it or what have you is uh, Adam Sandler and Rain Over Me.
4: No, I haven't seen that You haven't that. seen that either, that. man. Somebody's got to come on this <laughs> fucking
2: podcast who has seen that movie. <laughs> he's, like, heard that. He, he's dealing with the fact, I, I believe it's his wife and I think a child or children died, I think in 9-11 oh, and he's just dealing with PTSD and uh, what's his name? Don Cheadle like randomly like comes across him and they okay. become friends, but like Don Cheadle's trying to, understand the fact that this guy's just a nutcase and like all he and like he has this like tricked out apartment from all the compensation he's received as a result of his you know family being killed and it's basically just like he has like a motorized scooter and he's playing shadows of the colossus on ps2 the whole time great game great game i i never had heard of it or played it until i saw that movie and then i rented it and beat it uh really good game but like that's the type of movie that this could have been where i think then it would have been this really nice like homage and uh like exposé on mental illness and and like depression or bipolar disorder or whatever you want to attribute it to where you're not going to get credit for those things when it's a comic book movie. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. I would also like attribute to that same thing where it was very into like how underfunded social services are and things like, you know, mental illness and it slips through the cracks and we don't pay enough attention to that kind of stuff.
2: I thought that was a great underlying theme of it. Yes, I liked that. That didn't come across well. It wasn't executed well. And I feel like they really kind of just fast forwarded past it. And if they wouldn't like... That's not going to be the theme of the movie, but I think they could have done a little more with it just to really hit that home. But that that's a great note by you, and that was definitely one of like the things in the movie that stuck out to me. That was that was a great like social commentary. Yes, it just I don't think it got enough time, even though I understand that you can't give it that much again because you have to deal with all the comic book backstory yeah. bullshit.
1: It just, it felt to me very much like, because it is a Joker movie, it felt very like incel to me, where it was like, the world is bad to me, and I deserve so much more, and then all of a sudden, you, you're a nobody, and you get dragged up. You know, at the end, he's like, you know, they, they revere him. Like, they're like, we gotta get this guy out of the car. He's, he's like our god. He's the martyr. And I was just like, fuck you. I just didn't like that.
0: So what did you guys think of the ending then? Did you actually <laughs> believe that everything happened the way it did? Because there's kind of that perception where he's in the hospital after everything happened, you know, he's talking, you know, to this doctor and he's just like, you know, I just thought of something funny. And then the movie kind of just ends. Did you think that that all that stuff actually happened or was it
2: actually in his head the whole time? So, I mean, I didn't really, I kind of got that, but I didn't really give it that much thought. I guess it's the idea that maybe he's been impatient this whole time and this yes. is just a delusion. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not with that. I don't like it and I don't think that that was the point.
4: The only part that I say like contradicts that is the killing of the Waynes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Because
4: I, I don't know. I just can't imagine him like that being a part of his imagination. Yeah. Maybe because of the stories his mom said about Thomas Wayne yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But she's Which,
1: also nuts. So yeah. she's not a reliable source either.
4: Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I love the portrayal of Thomas Wayne in this. I love that this dick. time yeah, I love was that. that
1: he
2: was the dick. Yeah, I very much like guy that. Wayne. Yep. Yep.
1: He's not like a bleeding heart. He's very much like a politician, and he's like, these scum. Yep.
2: Yep. I, I liked that I as well. I did like
1: that. That was a different take on it.
0: And yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, but Fat Man yes. Batman on Batman. I think it was a Fat Man Beyond episode okay. he was talking. <laughs> and he mentioned that he talked to a very reliable source about a particular ending that was Actually not done for the movie that I thought would have been insane to do, so insane, good or insane bad, I think insane good okay. it was completely off the wall, so hit me at the end he's in Figured. you know at the very end, he's talking to the doctor, he laughs, I'm just thinking of something funny, you know normally you know that regular movie he's walking out the you know with the blood and the movie ends this it cuts back to. Thomas and Martha Wayne being shot. It reveals that it's Arthur shooting them mm. instead of a random thug. So, I mean, nothing crazy there. So, Arthur turns around. He's going to walk away. You hear little Bruce crying. Arthur turns around, shrugs, points gun at Bruce, pops him in the head, kills him. Credits roll. Jesus.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: That would have that was an ending that was proposed that was not shot or even agreed upon.
1: That really just feels like a fuck you. I think
0: because <laughs> they're not going to continue the story, right? Yeah. So no, it's a I one think shot. That would have been fucking sick to do to just. Well, yeah, it would have been sick yeah. for sure to just kill Bruce Wayne. Depending in on your that definition universe, of sick,
2: either way, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, like it's <laughs> two different six. But my thought huh. right off the bat is that I would enjoy that. The average viewer would not. It would have gotten absolutely oh, slammed. The comic book, yeah, probably. Well. I understand cool. why they didn't.
1: Because yeah. then you yes, erase Batman from the universe.
2: I'm, I'm all for one appreciating the one-off and deciding to wrap it up in whatever way possible and then have some fun with it. Because again, this isn't meant to be part of a long-term plan exactly. for exactly. it. Exactly. And like, and, I'm and, I'm just, and I'm and I'm all for just and I'm all for shock yeah. value. So I can get behind that. The other. Problem with that, possibly, is I feel like they got enough pushback on just the shooting of Jack Nicholson for how violent that was. Me and De Niro. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, De Niro. Sorry. Um, there's so many names in this episode <laughs> yes. at this point, <laughs> Please, and nice now I'm people. getting them all wrong. Um. yeah like the headshot to De Niro, which I loved that was the best I like part. That. Of my, in my opinion that's the best part of the yeah, movie yeah absolutely the best part of the movie I agree and I'm mm-hmm. glad that that made it because that feels like something you do and then maybe gets cut whether that be for like a ratings reason or whatever I mean one of the biggest things I will give them credit for in this movie is making sh- is having it be rated R yeah, and yeah. And, and not catering to that because we know comic book movies do it a lot of times to make sure they can get that younger audience in and for all my complaints of this the fact that they didn't water it down to make it PG because they probably could have and maybe it helps them with a you know an overall number a little bit I give them credit for at least standing their ground and knowing that they wanted to make this a dark movie and holding steadfast in that for the most part
4: yeah they definitely improved it was PG-13 it would be way worse oh yeah
2: Yeah, absolutely even
1: worse well I know that they did there was talk that they did shoot the scene it's kind of ambiguous where he killed that Zazie Beats, I think her name is. I can never get her name right. She played know, Domino in Deadpool. Zazie, Deadpool, or Zazie. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, where he did kill her and then they cut that scene. I think that he killed her and her daughter, and they cut it, and I was like, Yeah, that just kinda feels like yeah. murder for the scene. I mean, I guess of they murder. kinda implied
0: it in the one scene.
1: Yes.
2: But they didn't you I mean they didn't really show it. No, that whole it. aspect of his character was weird and unnecessary. I yeah. agree. It was.
1: I was like, Yeah, okay. Zazie like, Beat, no. I
4: think you're in order to make her character more relevant, you should have had the killing scene then. Right, because
2: the other, like, my problem, especially because they leave that unknown, is that if anything, his interactions with her normalize him to a point where, like, I guess if you're really hitting the bipolar angle, then maybe that's what you're aiming for is to show that there is the side of him that's normal, but...
1: What the f- though I mean, he stalked her. The
2: fact that she's like a single mother and saw plenty signs of his crazy right away and was still even willing to get as involved as she was is a pretty big stretch to me.
1: But I don't think she was involved with him no, at all. No, the idea was that yeah. she was like she, imagined. Yeah, like they went back and every scene that she was in, they showed like she wasn't really there. So I think he just saw a woman in his building oh. fixated on her probably stalked her for a while and she really didn't know him at all other than oh. a that's why he
0: ended up in her apartment she was like you need to leave your no. name is
1: arthur right
0: i did not get that at yeah. all yeah
1: like she was no, not it, in his life at all it's
4: not just you oh yeah, yeah i know
2: no. no i don't feel bad about it yeah, yeah. there's no, a lot of things in this movie i didn't get yeah it, it- I mean, Super. when you only watch it once on Xfinity Watchathon, it's all. <laughs> yeah. But it also just wasn't very well done. But yeah, I, I kind of missed on that, and I'm sure a lot of people did. Yeah, that like just tried to, like it illness. Memento
4: at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same Ooh, thing yeah. exactly. Yes. Did I, this all I, happen? even with
2: even without that? I thought a lot of this movie felt like that, mm. just for the sake of doing it. And Memento is fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, the of course. Another Nolan movie. Yep.
0: So I mean, does anyone have anything else to add? I mean, I'm. I tapped out now on Fuck Joker. Fuck that
1: movie. Fuck that movie. It's I mean, we
0: got a new Batman movie coming out in 2021 now. Another yeah, uh, the level in the hoardy Meaner over here.
1: Ooh, it's up there. I loved Twilight.
4: Oh, Pattinson, yeah. Yeah. And then who gonna is back out front Cat- for a second. <laughs> Who's
1: Catwoman? She's, um...
0: I don't remember the cast of off bitch. the top of my head, but I just remember, I didn't She's like it. She's hot.
1: It's fine. She's hot.
0: Wasn't it like Zoe Kravitz? Yes. Yeah. Give
1: it. One. I love her. Other
0: different take, so it should be interesting. I mean, I, I wasn't on board with it, but until I saw some like pictures of it.
1: I think he's going to be a really good... Like Christian Bale, he's got that kind of like brooding thing down. I think he's going to be a really good Bruce Wayne. I'm interested yeah. to see the Batman, but Bruce Wayne, I think he'll be very good at. Plus, he has that beautiful chiseled jawline. <laughs> oh.
0: Like a Bruce Campbell jawline <laughs> tra- tra- over there?
2: You're the thirsty one for Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are. You are. Why He's on my arm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You thirst for him. I'll let you have that. I get everyone else in the, the world. <laughs>
2: the only man on my arm. Oh, <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> to you, you never noticed that. <laughs> I, I love that so much. I wish you had hand banana.
2: Nah, no. Because yeah. I can do this and then he does it.
1: His Carl on his arm from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, by the way. I'll
4: never forget your line after you got that tattoo. You're like, well, I'm not going to get hired anywhere. Nope.
2: Oh my God. I
0: love it. So, yeah, that's all I have. This episode yeah, yeah, is good. I think we're Batman uh, out. Yeah,
2: Batman and
0: Joker. I'm Batman
2: out for like probably the rest of my life. I could do without them. Never touching that character again.
1: We well, got from one more year
2: modern... and they're going to drop another movie on Yep. It, so. And I'm probably not going to watch it.
4: No, it's a good. Push back another year now, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be like 2022 know. by yeah, now. Who knows? Who knows? The so fuck? You, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. I mean, this was episode two of Popcorn and Potables. You guys can follow us at PopcornPPN on Twitter. And you can also follow uh, Process Potables on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You want to plug yourself again, Joe?
4: Yeah, just uh, Super Smart Brothers on Twitter and Facebook, and yeah, anywhere you can get
0: podcasts. All right. Well, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. See you next time. See you for the next
1: movie. Bye.